Hey, hey, welcome to Sales Strategy Monday. I'm your host, Chanel Coons. The audio that I'm sharing with you today is pulled from an interview that I did most recently with Ugochi on Yi Wu of Fierce Mothers. In this interview, I offer a bit of insight into my start in sales, share how I deal with the fear of rejection in sales, and share what I believe are the fundamentals for a lasting, exciting career in either commission sales or successful small business. Yeah, so today we have Chanel. This is great. Thank you so much for joining Chanel. And um, yes, of course, so tell us a little bit about you, what it is you do. I know that you're a, a blogger and a podcaster. So talk to us about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, yeah, so I do phone sales currently. That's like my real life gig and I'm a mom. Um, and so I started putting out sales content on like my blog and YouTube and podcasts because, and you may have experienced this, but just being on social media, you kind of get DMS and hit up by lots of people selling lots of stuff. And I respect the hustle. Like I know that you got to hustle to get your product seen and to get it sold and all of that. Um, but I was just being pitched all wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of hurting my soul, uh, because I've been, in, I've been in sales for 11 years and I've done the gamut. I've sold everything. Um, and, uh, so once I saw just these women kind of struggling unknowingly, I felt like there was a need in the market, especially because all of my mentors over the past decade have been men. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, they need a fresh female approach and perspective. And I have that. So then I started um, the YouTube and the podcast just to provide sales insights for women who may not have other sources to gain mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So um, how do you help women specifically in sales? What do you do to help women? Well, right now, all of my content is, is free. So I'm just providing mm-hmm. free resources because okay. I have a day job and kids and I'm pregnant right now down the line I would love to just do more speaking engagements and mm-hmm. um, I'm not interested in doing one-on-one training but maybe like group trainings and stuff mm-hmm. um, but if you want a little background about my sales career to yes. give a little street cred yeah. okay so, <laughs> so I started um, it my very first sales gig I was like 19 and I actually didn't know that it was a sales position, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, just because I really like sales has this kind of negative connotation and people mm-hmm. get nervous about it. Um, but I didn't know what I was getting into. I was just kind of, when, when they hired me for the job, it was this oxygen bar in Las Vegas, oxygen bar, it was a booth, um, selling recreational oxygen. One of my girlfriends was doing it. I was 19 and she was like, come, come work here. It's so fun. And so when they hired me, they didn't explicitly say that it was a sales position. I just did what they told me to do. They were like, yeah, you say this here and you do this there. And you know, you just create an experience for people. And so I was like, okay, great. And that's what I did. And it wasn't until I started really producing and getting acknowledged for my production that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in sales. Yeah. So I ended up doing that for like four years and um, I went to another company that paid more and um, I was a record breaking top producing sales rep. And during that time, I kind of, I was young and 
got bored and ended up selling uh, art at one point and doing phone sales at Discover. And every time I would like leave and come back to this, this job because I was a consistent top performer, they would always take me back. So when I was like 24, so after like four, well, yeah, I don't know. I was doing it for like four, four and a half years. I met my husband, my, his, him and I were dating at the time. And uh, while we were dating, I noticed that he had a lot more free time than I did. And he was kind of boastful and would tell me how much more money he was making than me too. And I was like, um, but he was in sales. And yeah. so I'm like, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'm in sales. Like, let me see what you're doing. And um, have you ever shadowed anyone? I have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So I insisted that he let me shadow him. Right, right, right. Yeah, for anybody who's not in the sales world, it's when you go and you basically act like a watch shadow right. and just watch what you do and you don't say anything. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so I did that and I'm like, I can do what you're doing. <laughs> and it was door to door sales. Wow. Yeah. Door to door sales. So, uh, about a week later, cause I'm like, oh my gosh, I want more free time. I want to make more money. You know, I'm ambitious. So I, you know, um, and so about a week later, I messaged my boss. I'm supposed to go into work. And I'm like, I'm not coming in. Because inside, I felt like I need to burn this bridge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I'm doing, like, they let me come and go as I please. Mm -hmm. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I need to burn this bridge. So I text my manager first thing in the morning. I'm like, I I'm not coming in. And then I go and text my boy, who's now my husband, and say, I quit my job. And I'm coming to work with a part of your sales team. <laughs> and uh, it's commission jobs during yeah. our sales. Yes. So yes. if I didn't sell, I made no money. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there was like no hiring either. You know, it was like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to do this. Great. Because if you don't make any money or like mm -hmm. if you don't sell, you don't yeah. have to pay. You don't have to pay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yes. It's yeah. a win-win. <laughs> win for that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was on my own at the time. Like I had a car note and rent to pay and a phone bill and like, you know, but I just felt like I needed to mm -hmm. sink or swim in this position. And I really liked my car and I really liked mm -hmm. my roommates. <laughs> but I was like, I can do this. And yeah. so it actually took me a couple weeks of like failing, like just falling mm -hmm. on my face, no mm -hmm. sales. Mm -hmm. um, and then I finally got a sale and it was like this big like, thing. Yeah, I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. And then it just started like happening more and more. Like I can do this, oh mm -hmm. my goodness. Um, yeah. and I ended up doing that for five years. Yeah. And you know, that's so interesting that you say that. Cause that kind of leads me to two more questions. You were talking about, oh, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask that. The first one is, what do you think has made you successful? You said six, of course you failed initially. Cause you're like, uh, and then you make that first sale and it's like, it clicks. And then it's like a snowball effect. And after the first sale, you make the second and the third. And now you can call yourself a successful salesperson. So hold that thought. The first question is, why do you think that is that you were successful? Um, and then the second question is how, well, I guess it's the same as the first. Why do you think you were successful? Let's tackle that one first. What made you successful and how did that snowball? Yeah. So yeah. it was just this drive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I just got a text message about my screen. Okay. Um, it's like this, in, it's this internal drive. And I, I know mm -hmm. that it's necessary. So I, I teach specifically women in commission sales and small business owners. Mm -hmm. 
And in order to be successful in small business commission sales, you got to have that internal drive that Tony Robbins calls the why a lot of people call the why, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And for me, my why was just like, I want more freedom. Mm -hmm. I was young. I want more freedom. I want to make more money. I want mm -hmm. more in life than what I'm seeing in front of me right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw an opportunity and I jumped mm -hmm. on it. And mm -hmm. that's what drove me forward was that mm -hmm. drive. And then on the other side of it, because <sighs> door to door sales, but I did over five years, right? You get doors slammed in your oh, yeah. Can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally I had a guy pull a gun on me one time. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm licensed. There's no soliciting sign. There's no, no soliciting sign on his door. I was perfectly okay to go and knock on his door. He pulled a gun on me and he said, get off my property. Walked me down his driveway. Excuse me. I have my, and, um, I was like, what? I'm like, I'm just this like, yeah. Innocent female knocking on your door, like not causing any trouble. I was so frustrated and so angry that someone would disrespect me in such a way. <laughs> and I, I had a sales team at the time. Um, so I had to, um, just go out and continue selling. I couldn't stop because that person had treated me so unfairly and rudely. Right. Mm -hmm. I had to continue selling because if I didn't sell them, it was an excuse for my team not to go out and sell mm -hmm. It was just like this mm -hmm. mindset thing. Mm -hmm. So I have developed over the years, this unrelentless mm -hmm. positive self-talk mm -hmm. and ability to just like shake it off. Yeah. Like just yeah. Taylor Swift, shake it off. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I was thinking about it cause I was looking at your, your outline. Um, this wasn't something I was born with. Like, I don't think that I was born with this positive self-talk mm -hmm. and it certainly isn't something that was developed in my upbringing because mm -hmm. my parents weren't about, you know, positive self-talk and all that. <laughs> it was something I've developed and continue mm -hmm. to relentlessly develop because mm -hmm. of that drive. Mm -hmm. too, for yeah. Life. Yeah. And I think while you sort of answered the first, first question, at least to me anyway, you answered the second, which was going to be similar to what you just said. Do you think salespeople are born? I mean, we all have to sell, but like the most successful salespeople, people who blow through their quota every year, you know, whatever, you know, go to club, chairman's club, and you know, you know, like get all these awards. Do you think it's an innate talent or do you think that anybody, regardless of personality, as long as they have that drive and that why and that positive self-talk can be successful at sales? Do you, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's the magic formula. Yeah, what yeah. you just said, like that drive and that positive self-talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also like a willingness to always learn. Mm -hmm. um, because I mean, constantly for the past decade, I've had something in my ear, whether it was Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, somebody teaching me constantly reiterating the positive self-talk mm -hmm. because it's hard sometimes. Like I said, you get door slammed in your face. And oh, if I can pop something in my ear that tells me I'm capable, here are some strategies that you already know, but let me remind you of, mm -hmm. that's really powerful too. And so that, I, I think that's the third element in it as well. It's just a willingness and dedication to learn and grow. Okay. 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 Yeah. So what would you say? can do anything, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. 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 As long you as you do whatever you put yeah exactly exactly so what are some ways you talk about this um door being slammed in your face a gun pulled on you which just sounds horrific but 
what would you say to people who have a fear of whether it be cold calling, picking up a phone and calling a prospect or, you know, knocking on a door or putting themselves out there? How did you overcome that fear? Was it just positive self-talk or are there some tangible tips that people can apply? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. Mm -hmm. For five years, my first door was always the scariest. Mm. For five, I did it every single day, six days a week, hours upon hours a day. That first door was always the hardest. Mm. That first call that I make. Now, even with warm leads, people who have submitted their information and say they're interested is the most challenging. Mm -hmm. um, so... I'm sorry, ask me the question again. I don't like Yeah, so how would you overcome? Like, that, no, it's interesting you it? say that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, is I think is just doing it. Um and then I teach this um in I have a free sales course that I actually was planning on selling. So a lot of heart and time went into it, but it's free on my website right now. And one of the fundamentals in sales that everyone needs to know when they first get into it is that you cannot sell anyone else unless you were first sold yourself. Um, so if there's any, cause it's hard enough as is, like I said, knocking on that door, making the first phone call, reaching out to the prospect, no matter if you're completely sold yourself or not. Um, but it's even harder when you're not like, I'm 100% sold in my products and it's still hard for me. So if you're not 100% sold, it's even more challenging. Um, and with that said, it makes it harder to ask for the close. Um, and it makes it harder to continue when things are hard. So that's the first element is being completely sold yourself. Mm. Additionally, um, it's the craziest phenomenon that if there is an internal objection, your prospects seem to share that objection every time you're in a sales presentation. And um, I relate this to like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but I relate this to like, we are energy beings. We pick up on people's energy. So have you ever walked into a room like after someone's had like an intense argument or like conversation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you like feel yeah, that like, you're like, oh snap, something just went down. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So the same thing occurs when we're not completely sold on our products and we're presenting them to a prospect. They can feel that tension whether they're lot like whether they're conscious of it or not, and it causes them to be like have some speculation, some hesitancy. Um, so that's that's the biggest aspect is because it's always going to be challenging to make that phone call. Mm. But if you sold yourself, it makes it easier. And then two, you can hype yourself up. Like you just got to do it. You just got to freaking do it. Like you, you know, you can jam out to music, do whatever you got to do to hype yourself up, be your own cheerleader. Mm. And, and do it and then after you do the first one it's easier but it's being sold yourself first you know that's that's uh, it's so interesting you mentioned that because i never really thought about it it's just like well just go out and sell just be confident you know because you, you think of when you think of the typical salesperson you think of the confidence and the bravado and maybe part of that confidence comes from a belief in what it is you're actually selling right because otherwise how do you do it you know it's interesting that you say that so if i'm new to sales, we're all salespeople, or I'm starting a business and I'm looking for clients, or I have a product that I've launched or a course or whatever, and I'm looking for people. How do, how would you go about it? Starting from scratch, how do you get new clients? How do you pitch to new clients? Where do you begin? Right? 
Yeah. So I get asked that a lot about how mm -hmm. to get more prospects. Cause yeah, if you don't have anybody to sell, you can't sell nothing. <laughs> yeah. You can't sell nothing. Um, there are hundreds of ways to prospect mm -hmm. hundreds of ways. Um, I just did a three part series on my podcast with experts in Pinterest, LinkedIn, and, um, Instagram. And we talk about doing lead generation on those platforms and those experts walk you through step-by-step step how to do it. Mm. Um, I'm doing a, a video that will release on Monday about how to work your referrals to generate more leads. Mm -hmm. Um, so you work, so you work your, your current clients and customers and have them give you referrals. And, and that's for times like this, like mm -hmm. we're in a mm -hmm. pandemic. You can't really leave your house and knock doors if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. You can't really go business to business if you wanted mm -hmm. to. You can't stand at the bottom of run it, hiking hills and pass out t-shirts or water to promote your brand. Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. um, so those are effective strategies to use right now. Um, and just getting your, the, the biggest formula within it all, because you can get as creative as you want, which is the coolest thing about being an entrepreneur is yeah. the creative aspect of it. Mm -hmm. But the formula behind it all is getting exposure, getting people to see your product, however you do it, your product, your service, whether you go on podcasts, interviews, um, you give it to influencers, you do giveaway, like there's so many ways. It, the mm -hmm. basic foundation of it though is getting your product in front of people mm -hmm. and then the other aspect is following through mm -hmm. because i have leads come in all the time but if i don't call those leads mm -hmm. it's a waste. Mm -hmm. and then when i call those leads i'm capturing their attention immediately telling them exactly what's in it for them they don't care what like what my product is nobody cares mm -hmm. what my product is nobody cares who i am they mm -hmm. want to know what's in it for them, how they're going to directly benefit from it within the first few seconds. Mm -hmm. So you keep their attention. And so that's a part of the follow through process. And that's the foundation of it. So if you can take those three elements and, and be creative with it in any, in any way, like I said, whether it's getting leads at the bottom of a, a, a popular hiking hill, um, by passing out free t-shirts and asking if you can follow up or, or energy drinks and asking if you can follow up with them and see how they like it. Mm -hmm. Um, there are so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like what you're saying is you can just be creative, just make up ways that you can get in front of your ideal customers and just pitch your product, whatever your product may be. Right. Yeah. So there are proven ways for sure. And I talk about that in my, in like the podcast interviews and, um, and there are things that I've done in the past and people have done in the past, but that that's the basic foundation of it is exposure mm -hmm. following through by capturing their attention immediately. How can I serve you immediately? Mm -hmm. This is what mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about some of the struggles, Chanel, because I know you've had a lot of successes. Otherwise at some point, right? We, we pivot. It's not that we give up, but if something's just not working at some point, you're like, maybe this isn't the path for me. Clearly you've had enough successes to where you're still doing this. Right. So, but talk us, talk us through some of the, the biggest challenges you've had or struggles that have made you kind of question whether or not this is the right path. That makes sense. Oh yeah. Uh, um, well, yeah, I mean, just having, 
every single, almost every day of my door-to-door sales career, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Um, sorry, pardon my French. Um, but <laughs> just because, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would literally knock a hundred doors a day to make two to three sales. And mm-hmm. that means, you know, 50 doors are slammed in my face, 25 don't answer, uh, 22 don't qualify because they're not homeowners or they already have solar or whatever it may, they don't qualify for my product. So I would hustle all day long in the hot sun. It's hot in Phoenix. It's 105 today. Okay. So, <laughs> um, and wow. Yeah. Um, and so, um, that in itself. And, and like I said, I did that for five years and then having a team on my back too, to where it was like, not only was it that I don't get paid unless I sell, but my team won't do as well if I don't show them by example. So I, I did come home lots of times like crying. I remember just laying on my kitchen floor, like, Oh my gosh, this is the hardest thing I have ever done. What am I doing? Um, with that said, it's like those wins. One of my, one of my, um, when I ever got, I got a new teammate or like a new person on my sales team, my objective was to get them sales as quickly as possible to be their cheerleader, pushing them forward, um, making sure within that first week or two, they get a sale because Mm -hmm. those wins is what keep you going. Mm -hmm. And so like, as I mentioned, I went, you know, two or three weeks, when I first started in door door sales with nothing, mm-hmm. but once I got that first mm-hmm. one, it's like, mm-hmm. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get that first paycheck, you're like, Oh my gosh, it's all worth it. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I think every day for five years, it was hard. And even now, like I said, making that first phone call is kind of challenging sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you don't know what's going to happen on the other end. Mm-hmm. You don't know, mm-hmm. you know, if that person's had a bad day, mm-hmm. uh, if, you know, that whatever, you don't know what's on the other end. And that's, that's probably the most challenging aspect in sales is like the fear of the unknown. So if you can overcome that regularly. Yeah. 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 So it's so interesting how you say, even till this day, your very first call of the day is the one that you fear the most, even till today. It's it's so amazing. It's, I don't know, on the one hand, well, on, on every hand, I guess it's encouraging to know that even seasoned salespeople still feel that you know, when they have to make that sales call, you know, Mm -hmm. but talk to us about, Oh, here's a question. What are some helpful tips to help them with the quick wins in the early stages? That's a great question. Yeah, that is a great question. Um, so it's all about mass production. So, um, I mentioned, or like mass production, I guess is the best word. So I mentioned I knocked 100 doors a day. I made sure that my sales reps were doing the same thing because again, 50 of those people were gonna slam the door in my face. 25 of those people didn't answer. 23 of them or 22 of them um, didn't qualify. And so it was sifting through it, sifting through it, sifting, sifting, sifting through until you find those people who do qualify. And that's, and that's what it takes is, is getting in front of a bunch of people, putting your product in front of a bunch of people, making those emails, making those contacts over and over and over and over and over again until you get the sale and just being unrelentless with it mm-hmm. until you get that. And, and I was, as a manager, I was the cheerleader making sure that happened. I'm like, you're awesome. You're almost there. 
Like, did you knock a hundred doors today? Okay, no, you still got 50 more to go. Like, you got this, you got, this, you know? Um, well, I was that for myself. So if, if, if someone can produce that within themselves, that's power. If you can be your own cheerleader, there's power in that. Mm -hmm. If you can't be, hire a coach or a cheerleader, someone who will be mm -hmm. that for you. If your drive is so strong to have your business produce, because mm -hmm. that's what it takes. Um, I was listening to this podcast with Sarah Blakely. She's the mm -hmm. first female billionaire. Mm -hmm. And she talked about with her product, she went into every single Neiman Marcus that her product was placed in for two years and did the groundwork selling to people over and over until it started producing the way that she wanted it to because she know that she knew that no one else was going to sell her product except yeah. for her yeah. so for two years she hustled away um just sharing her product with as many people as possible so that's what it takes to really get your foot in the door get your first sale yeah, yeah. and then once you get that sale it's like oh my gosh i can do this like yeah, yeah. It's interesting you mentioned Sarah Blakely because there's something else she said that I've actually tried to live by. Um, she says she seeks opportunities to embarrass herself. Or I'm paraphrasing, to be embarrassed oh, yeah. because mm -hmm. it takes away the fear of being embarrassed. The more embarrassed you are, then she's like, because who cares, right? Who cares? And it's it was so powerful when she said that. It just kind of hit home because it's like, I guess that's how you be successful. It's like you, you, you know, you go out and you're like, what's the worst that can happen? Just, just do it, you know, mm -hmm. but you talked about, so I know you're not doing door to door sales now mm -hmm. you've transitioned, you do phone sales. Mm -hmm. Are there differences depending on what type of sales you do, whether it's door to door, whether it's phone sales, whether it's, I don't know, software sales, is it still, are the principles still the same or are there some differences that you need to be aware of? For sure. Every industry has um, mild differences, mm -hmm. but the fundamentals of sales are the same. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned before, we're all in sales. So mm -hmm. whether it's, mm -hmm. you know, getting kids to do what it is that you want them to do, um, mm -hmm. or convincing someone to put a ring on it, or... <laughs> Um, convincing your friends to go and see a movie, the fundamentals mm -hmm. of sales are the mm -hmm. same. And it comes down to that personal conviction mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the drive and the willingness to always learn, whether it's learning about your market, learning how to better control your thoughts and your emotions. That was one of the biggest things in door to door sales. It's a male dominated industry. Mm -hmm. And um, what I had a, a manager who was like, the reason why women don't succeed in door-to-door -door sales is because they're too emotional. He's like, they're wildly powerful. If they can control their emotions and just get over that rejection, mm. that every sales industry, um, they, people open doors for women more. They're more friendly typically. Um, you know, you, you kind of have the advantage, but you're still gonna get doors slammed in your face. You're still mm -hmm. gonna get the fence pulled on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, but it, and it's so if women, you know, any person, men or women can manage, learn to manage their emotions, um, and be willing to learn and have that drive, that is the fundamentals to a successful sales yeah. career. You have to know. And even with my kids, it's like, I can't say no to them unless I have like a real reason why I'm saying no, because otherwise I won't stick to the no. And then they yeah. will just completely disregard it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so 
yeah, the fundamentals are the same and some strategies are, are, are a little different. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. And again, it comes back to the fact that we're all salespeople, regardless of what we're doing. We're all salespeople, even if we're not knocking on doors. So talk to me about some of the top sales strategies that you teach women that they should be aware of. Is there like a top 10 tips for sales or a top five things you should be aware of? You know where I'm going, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So I have a, a free sales resource. I, I talked about this mm -hmm. a little earlier. Um, it's mm -hmm. a whole like sales 101 course that'll walk you through the fundamentals of sales. Um, and that first is realizing, yeah, that we're all in sales and kind of to get over that like taboo around salespeople. Mm -hmm. And I, I teach this all the time in my sales videos, excuse me, is that there, we're no longer salespeople. Like even my husband, he's kind of an introvert, but he's one of him and I, we have screenshots. Um, at one point we, when we, when we started selling solar, him and I were constantly the top and second rep of the whole sales, um, the nationwide first and first and second person, um, on the top sales chart anyway. Um, and, uh, he's kind of an introvert. And so it doesn't take this big sales personality. Um, sorry, I got sidetracked by that. I was reminiscing. Uh, <laughs> it, was so fun. Um, it was challenging, but it was really fun. Um, but it's, yeah, it's realizing we're all in sales and we're no longer salespeople. We're not like these, these encyclopedia door to door salespeople, but rather you're an educated advisor. That's your job is to go and educate people on a product. It's to connect with them and show them how your product is going to serve them and make their life better by providing them with education. I'm not salesy. I'm not sleazy or manipulative but rather I provide you with insights and I lead you in a direction that's going to best serve you. And if you decide that's a good fit for you, great. I'm going to ask you to move forward. If you mm -hmm. feel like it's not, I'm still going to ask you to move forward, but you can tell me no, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's understanding that, that it's no longer sales, sleazy sales. Mm -hmm. that thing. So that's, that's one of the fundamentals I teach. And then it's, yeah, asking for the yes, asking for the close, um, and just having that a part of your sales presentation. Like, mm -hmm. do you want fraz with that? Like, it's just a part of your sales presentation. So there's no hesitation. There's no fear around it. It's mm -hmm. just a part of your sales it presentation. It just is what it is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Do you want to take the next step? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. um, and then keeping, you know, that drive and the personal self talk mm -hmm. alive and well, you know, um, yeah, there, I mean, mm. no, it's interesting how, even though, yeah, it's interesting how, even though what you're saying sounds like it's basic sales 101, it's still so important. You know how you talked about just take the emotion out of it, cut the emotion, because, you know, we can get so caught up in the rejection. That person doesn't like me or that person doesn't, you know, whatever, that person's not, not you know, just cut it and just to your point, ask for the yes. So we have a question before I ask you the next one. Is it a balance issue? Do you offer free info in order to build that trust before pitching your sales offer? Me personally? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Or oh, does one? No. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, down the line, I'd, I'd love to offer paid services, but I know my limits and mm. my children are young and I'm in... I'm working out of the first trimester of my very last pregnancy, thank heavens, and I work. 
mm -hmm. um, from home doing phone sales and stuff. And so I wouldn't be able to commit entirely the way that I'd want to, but if I can provide free resources right now, um, answer questions uh, and yeah, build that rapport over the next couple of years, whatever it may be. And then if I want to sell a service down the line, you see the value in everything that I'm providing mm -hmm. and move forward. And if you don't feel like that's the right fit or you don't want to buy products, you use all my free resources. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I see it as like, yeah, I, I just want to add value to the community for me right mm -hmm. now. With that being said, I think that's an excellent way to build mm -hmm. rapport as mm -hmm. well that a lot of people are using to sell their products right now too, is yeah, you provide free content. You, you show them that you have something of value to offer. Mm -hmm. um, it's your sales pitch. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, it's your online sale. You're saying, this is, this is what I offer. These are my credentials. Um, and then if you want the next level, you can buy this product. I think that's also a good way to kind of um, build your confidence, right? Because you're putting out content where it's almost like, I'm just doing this to help. If it's valuable, we can take it further. If it's not, that's fine, you know? And it's kind of, that might be a soft, a soft landing for people who've never, you know, sold before who are just starting out. So I think the question may have been twofold. What do you do personally, which is great, because I don't think, um, you did say at the beginning, I'm not sure if they were on, that you, you don't, that everything you provide is free, which is great, because um, we'll ask for your, all your information. But also for anyone, I think a great way to start would just be to provide that content, which is what you said. So that's great. Yeah. 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 It's, if you're an online brand, I think that's that if you're an online um, expert of some sort, I think that's a great way to, to build rapport. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So how can people reach you then if they want to learn more? What's your, I can start typing in furiously. You talked about, talk about some of the resources that you have available. You talked about your sales yeah. one, one. Yeah. Yeah. So all of my resources are on chanelcoons.com. Okay. Um, I, I was going to make a sign and I didn't, uh, <laughs> but it's basically my name, chanelcoons.com. Um, and on there, there's a resource tab to where you can find the free sales 101 course. And then every Monday I have a new YouTube video, um, which I also release on podcasts. So that's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Um, mm -hmm. And then I also have a sales community that because of everything that's happening, I haven't been as active in lately because my children are home 24 seven. I don't have the extra help. <laughs> Um, but you're able to text me too. And, and yeah. what this does for me, it's twofold is that it helps me produce content because I've been doing it for over a decade and sometimes you just kind of forget like the little things that people want to know that like, for example, it was like, uh, I, I got a question and I never really thought about it. It was like, when do you present the price? Cause I had a, a person text me and say, I, I went through the whole sales presentation. They loved all of it. And then at the end I told them the price and they were just quiet. And I was like, okay, well for next time you share the information, tell them the price, and then you edify the price by letting them know this is the warranties, the guarantees, or with this, you get X, Y, Z so that you're not ending kind of awkwardly on the mm -hmm. price. But I never really thought about teaching that until okay. someone kind of brought it to my attention. Wow. So I, I love, I, and it feels like I love it. Um, Cause right now I'm just kind of working behind the scenes doing some phone sales and stuff, but to actually like engage with women 
mm. it just like lights me up it like mm. makes my tingle so yeah. <laughs> so if anything you're making my brain tingle um, <laughs> yeah sounds good so can is everything because again tell tell anyone listening um the podcast because you have a podcast that talks about talk talk about the podcast and then is everything available from this one place which is your website or do you, what is your Instagram handle? What are some of the other ways people can access your content? Yeah. So everything is on my website, even my Instagram. Mm -hmm. So chanelcoons.com, go to the resource tab. And then on the bottom, you'll see links to my YouTube. And then if you have iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, that's all there. Um, my Instagram handle is chanel.coons. Um, that gives you a little bit of insight just kind of into my life. Um, I like to share products and stuff that I like too, cause that's fun. Um, and then you also get to see how I share products. Uh, <laughs> ah, yes. And, um, and uh, yeah, but everything's on my website, even my Instagram link. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm just typing that in Chanel.coons is your Instagram link, but everything is on your website. Okay. Well, is there anything that you'd like to let people know about that I haven't asked you? No, just keep, <laughs> keep the hustle. Like I, I like, you know, I, Kevin Hart talks about hustle and heart and that resonates with me. That's mm. not my last name, but you know, like hustle and heart, that's what it takes mm -hmm. to really succeed mm -hmm. in your, your small business, your sales endeavors, whatever it is. It's having that belief in your product and then the willingness to go and get your product in front of as many people as possible fearlessly mm -hmm. or even in spite of the fear because as i mentioned i feel the fear and i just do it anyway do it because yeah. what what is gonna happen like like what's the worst that's gonna happen mm -hmm. you get a gun pulled on <laughs> you get a gun pulled on you and he tells you to leave his property but he didn't shoot me yeah he didn't shoot me so yeah. So thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. I'm so excited to have my website too. Well, this was amazing. Thank you so much. I'm going to download it. Save my it. Pleasure. Thanks, Chanel. Nice meeting you. Thank <laughs> you. Good to finally connect with you in person. That's awesome. Awesome. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. And there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And I challenge you, if you feel fear around any of your endeavors, to feel the fear and then do it anyway. Just do it and keep doing it. And maybe, you know, just maybe the fear will go away and maybe it won't. But through pushing through the fear, you'll become a stronger person and the rewards will be worth every moment of pushing past the fear and outside of your comfort zone. I hope you know and remember that you're strong and capable. No dream or goal is too big or too silly, whatever that dream or goal may be. And the time is now. Mm -hmm.